Welcome to To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Petko Stoyanov and Rachel Lyon to explore the latest in global cybersecurity news, trending topics, and industry transformation initiatives impacting governments, enterprises, and our way of life. Now, let's get to the point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of To The Point Podcast. I'm Rachel Lyon, here with my co-host, Petko Stoyanov. Hey, Rachel. You know, I love the energy that Katie's got. It's just keeps going and going and going. I mean, it's like, I love this. I agreed. And, agreed. I'm so excited and, we have a part two. We get to that, continue our conversation. We do. And let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. <laughs> and without further ado, here's Kitty Arrington, part two. General Honore, another book on my shelf that you can't see because I'm on a podcast. Do you remember who he was? General Honore? Do you, either one of you remember him? The name's okay. ringing a bell, but... Hurricane Katrina? He's the army commander that came in after the government screwed it up for a good week. And he said, keep it simple, stupid. And it's like, if you have a boat and there's somebody drowning on the other side of the river and you don't have the authority to use the boat to go save the drowning person, go save the drowning person. Exactly. Right. (laughs) This is not hard, right? Don't let the stupidity of others. Right. Right. Or their fear of breaking, you know, and I, I want, I'm a, a firm, I'm a law-abiding citizen, right? Right. I just really wish all these companies that are supposed to be 171 compliant and they attest in a, in a contract they are, stop breaking the law and actually do what they're supposed to do. I have to follow law. Right. You follow law. Exactly. And if you need more money, say it. There's a consortium that I'm, will be releasing at the end of the month that we've, hopefully gotten a place where we can fix that, where we're actually taking the MEP network, the manufacturing extension partnerships, who have been given a lot of money from the CHIPS Act and the BEANS Act to go in and actually work with the manufacturers and small businesses to, instead of telling them what the problems are, bring them the resources to mitigate the problems they're they're all aware of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With a wing and a prayer, we'll get that one off. But, you know, right now, I mean, if, I if you that. could wave, Rachel, rave your a magic wand and make one thing better, what would it be? Like, what is one thing <laughs> that would make the world, it make cyber world better? Is it money? Is it workforce? Is it requirements? Or all of the above? Right. And yeah, I mean, it's all of the above. It's right. It's the only thing where I can think of where all boats rise if we can get on the same page. Right. And that's, so everybody's looking for an easy button and there isn't, that's the whole point. You can't develop the the new thing, Petco, you'll enjoy this. The DOD thinks that if they create a cloud environment for small businesses to go into and they pay a subscription fee to the DOD to use this cloud so that they meet their criteria. Well, who's protecting that cloud and my data, the government, because they're the last freaking people I'd want to like watching my stuff. Right. It's, and that's not teaching a man to fish, right? It's, and this is what we have to do. It's, we have to hold the bar high enough and not make exceptions to actually make a difference. Because once you start the, the, you know, it's like encryption as when I was in charge of all the weapon systems, right. And the critical, the amount of weapon systems that are out there that are unencrypted because, the PM at the time didn't have the time and or money to encrypt it. 
and they got a waiver, like that became the norm, not the exemption. And what right. they're turning the seat that this NIST 171, that 7012 clause in is to the like the exceptions. And we can't even on our I'm going to dip on the other side. Like we have to work for the masses, not the not the fuse. Right. We've got to look right. at it. in this country, whether we like it or not. You can't make everybody happy all the time, right? Is it Barney and Bailey to say that? You can't make everybody happy all the time. And the small business, I'm good friends with most of the folks at the SBA. They agree. They're like, listen, yeah. we we need to raise the bar, right? We That's okay, but just put the resources there. So let them bill more, right? We, exactly. But we're right now in such a free fall with inflation. And what scares me and this is a economical econ and geopolitical conversation. Right. We raise the federal minimum wage, which people don't realize affects federal contractors, right? So if you had a firm fixed right. price contract that you were working in and you bill, you bid, and this is not even this is services. You have a custodial person that you have working and they're only getting twelve fifty an hour. Well now because the federal minimum wage is fifteen. You now have to pay them $15 an hour, but you're in a firm fixed price contract. There was no relief given. And through all of what's gone on since COVID, none of that 3610 money, I I would say, got down to the small businesses. The PPP loans, people didn't use them in the appropriate way. I mean, we're seeing that now. Um, And our adversarial influence on our supply chain, I mean, you People don't think it's just by happenstance that China owns what they own out of our pharmaceutical or technology. I mean, it's not like they just sat back and they're like, huh, that looks like an interesting company to buy. They have, and we're going to go back to the national cybersecurity strategy. China has a hundred year strategy and they stay to it. They don't deviate from the plan. There was a pandemic in a U.S. election year, by the way. Did you know? Did you know that was in their, their plan? They wanted to be the global domination of economic. I mean, people need to read the Chinese hundred year plan. It's pretty, pretty amazing when they talk about the easiest thing. And I could talk for hours by myself, obviously, because I I talk to myself all the time Um, that the adversary, the art of war, best book ever written, right? Besides the Bible, Mm -hmm. Bible best Art of War second. They actually go hand in hand. The easiest way to destroy the adversary is from within. And the easiest way to destroy a human being is from within. You make them believe that they're, they have no value, you'll destroy a human being. And our adversaries have been doing a wonderful job at causing divide in our country that doesn't really exist, causing our supply chains to crumble because they're buying them out so they can't function, right? So they they destroy from within. And the same with cyber, right? And I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it again. Hollywood generally sees the problems years in advance of what we're going to challenge. And you remember the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Do you remember the precogs? The three people that yes. sat in like the water and they, so that, that water, was actually, yeah, yeah. okay. That was AI, artificial intelligence, right. but in a way you could understand it. It was right. 
statistically, if you were born and had all of these things happen, right, mathematically and scientifically, the likelihood that you would commit murder was higher. It was AI brought to you in a really, oh, it's pre-con. No. Right, right, right. And the second thing in that movie, and think about that, how old that movie is. This 20 plus years old movie, right? They talked about... He had to get his eyes replaced. Do you remember Petco? He had to get new eyeballs. That was from retinal scanning. And do you remember he would get on the train and it would scan his eyeballs and then the advertisement would be folk. So this is 20 years ago. This is all being told to you, right? So fast forward, right? They called out the Twin Towers going down. Remember, that was in total recall. I can't remember if it was totally, what movie that one was. But then there was this movie called Phenomenon with John Travolta in it and Kira Sedgwick. Right. John Travolta had a tumor, farmer in rural, wherever they were, Kansas. Exactly. Something. Yeah. He was cancer, right? And he was becoming the smartest human being because the tumor was making his brain, parts of our brain that we don't use, it was making it come awake. But the subplot right. of that whole movie was – him and his best friend were, they were both farmers and they were trying to deviate and create this fence because these bunnies kept getting into the farm. Right. Right. And as John Travolta is getting smarter, he's coming up with new ways like blaring music, radio frequency, building it deeper, yep. making it taller, electrifying it. And as he's dying, the last scene of the movie, he's dying. And Kira Sedgwick is in there and they're all bawling their eyes out. He's dying. And he says to his best friend, and this is, this should be the the whole podcast. We couldn't build a fence high enough or deep enough or wide enough because the bunnies are in the farm. You think about it and you take that to Mm -hmm. our environments today. China's been in our networks. Low and slow is their theory. They are the silent sleeping giant, right? They got into networks. They were very, so someone asked me the other day, you know, what, what would, what would you do? How would you know if you had been hit? Right. And I said, well, you ran somewhere first one, but generally you need network sensors, right. That see the, the, the anomalies. And if you don't have that, that's why that NIST 171 has that in there, right. That you have network sensing. So you can see the anomalies. But the adversary has been embedded into chips and embedded into our systems for so long. There, right. I, I would say there are very few things that they do not know the origins, who's building it, and in them on any program. Because they come in at the lowest, the, the lowest um, part of the supply chain, and they are slow and yeah. patient. They just worm mm-hmm. their way up. Because ultimately, exactly. human beings are involved, and as much as we try, we always are the problem. Yeah, garbage in, garbage out. It doesn't matter if you get a secured cloud environment if you don't know how to access it appropriately, you screwed it up. I mean, it's exactly, and that's why cybersecurity is a cultural thing. It is not mm-hmm. a. It is not a standard. You can say X, Y, and Z. It has to be a culture. It has to be a mindset of what are you doing? So you can call zero trust cybersecurity. I mean, it's just the new buzzword of the day is zero trust. But I can guarantee you 
most small businesses will never understand that word and what it means. And there's no compliance to it either, right? So what's it going to take to get there though, Katie? I mean, how do we shift this thinking? Because I'm 100% with you. You know, it's like, how do we get there though? That's where I struggle. So our pain tolerance, sadly, has gone up. And and that's where, you know, and and I, so the, and it's coming, right? This is the part where I keep trying to tell people the, the taxpayer doesn't necessarily think about the $200 million that we're losing every day or the fact that China has the same like capability. Um, At all. Right. And it wasn't only, it was only until the aeronautics industry um, would see that there were parts that were causing planes to go down that they started in saying that safety was something that they were willing to share risk across the aeronautics. Like if there is a part, a bad part, they say, okay, it's a recall. I believe it's only when life, human life, becomes a part of the cyber warfare collateral, second order and third order right. effects. Right, right. That they'll actually start making the changes. But we've already seen things like this happen. Yeah. And we want to brush it off as, you know, exactly. I, we want to brush it off as accidents, right? Colonial pipeline. Let's right. that was passwords, right? But if you ask Katie Arrington today why so many trains are going off the rails, it's because Huawei routers and switches. And there is loss of right. life. And right. Right. when the forensics on these come back and we start peeling the onion back, then people may or may not. Do I think that two Blackhawk helicopters just bump into each other by accident in training? Absolutely not. No. What happened there? You'll never know. I'll never know. I'm out of the DOD and, and that's, you know, right. it's, there are things happening. And I think sadly it's going to be the, the Katie Arrington doomsday bad thing that will happen. And I don't like, because I was one of the people yeah. that before Sandy Hook, I said to folks in the, that environment, how an adversary would go about prior to Sandy Hook. It was several terrorist cells breaking into schools, putting all the fifth graders in, in the gymnasium in five minutes, sadly taking them all out. The first responders would show up, they'd take out the terrorist cell. Then all the terrorist cell needed to do is say, we've picked 20 schools, 20 new cells today. We don't have enough first responders to be at every single school guarding them, yeah. right? And you know, basically we worked the equations within seven days, the U S would implode on itself because people wouldn't go to school. They wouldn't go to work, et cetera. I think the next doomsday thing that's coming is the adversary using social media timed with a perfectly planned attack. So if a health information exchange, uh, had, malware inserted to it. And I'll use an example, um, a pacemaker and it deleted all pacemakers in the health information exchange. Then a tweet goes out on a Monday morning that says, if you have a pacemaker, this pacemaker installed, you will go into cardiac arrest within two hours, go to a hospital immediately. You thousands, thousands, millions of USP 
people would run to emergency rooms. The emergency room would look and say, but in your log, it says you don't have a pacemaker. In your medical record, I don't see a pacemaker. We can get you in for an ultrasound, but it might be next week. What will happen? Chaos, right? That's the type of event that I'm very concerned about. That same. And that's why I don't hold back when I talk to people and you bring me on and you tell me these things and people say, well, that's a crazy, you know, that's a doomsday scenario. Well, kids, what do you think China's after? Do you, do you really think that China cares? <laughs> they, they use yeah. children as labor. They, right. they create silica because they don't care about the human element. The human being doesn't in the CCP, it's all for the party. If you die for the party, all right. the better. It's an honor right. for your family, right? We've got to start thinking that our adversaries are going to use these these tools against us. And what are we doing in the meantime? And whining to Congress exactly. and saying that it's too hard? I don't know. My, I, And here's the part. I feel like this has been a really one-sided conversation. But I have to say, back in the day, right, when, when people, before the Industrial Revolution, right? Yeah. You took care of your, you did the risk reduction strategies to make your life work. It wasn't easy. We're so apoplectic. We're so complacent. We want everything to be easy. I have a little tiny farm in the back of my house and 20 chickens. Okay. And I told my husband, I was on the road. We had a freeze. I said, please go out and cover the plants. Bless my husband's heart. He covered the plants in plastic and left it on it for two days. So he suffocated them. Now, I've got, I know, it's okay. I love him still. (laughs) But can you imagine, right, take yourself back to being in 1890 and you suffocated the plants, right? You're going to, your family's going to starve. Exactly. We are so complacent and lazy. Really are. Yeah. That we, we think of things, right, to to find ourselves. Listen, if y'all would just focus on the cyber stuff, I'll keep you busy. Don't worry about it. But it's, and it's the word, it's, and the media, and I say not journalism, media, because I don't believe there's very many journalists out there. I miss them. Yeah, I do too. Um, They're selling what will make the most ad revenue, not really educating people on what's really happening. And it's sad. And if we, we really cared, if people really wanted something, you know, the, my, my, previous boss, my mentor is Kevin Fahey. Um, the fa- I call him the father of acquisition. He was the assistant secretary when uh, for acquisition and sustainment when I was in the DOD. Um, when I first met him, he was the executive director of systems of systems command for the U.S. Army. How does that even mean? Like over all the systems. But he is the one that keeps saying, you know, acquisition was and why we started doing all the things we did during that time in the Pentagon, the adaptive acquisition framework, we created that. We asked for a new color of money um, and, you know, different requirements because you can't put an earned value management program on software development because when do you, what, when is, when is it good enough? Right. Cause it's software. It's continually right. evolving. Right. You can't, right. you can't fit it into a milestone development, right? It doesn't work like that. Right. And he used yeah. he says, and even today, he's like, we need to blow up acquisition. We need to stop doing the things that we've done historically for all these years. Right. And the problem right. in government is the 
nobody wants to be the one to break it. And I broke it. I went in DOD. I was like, I'll break it. I don't care. It's, it's, it's not working. The self-attestment isn't right. working. Right. So why, when critical infrastructure is so under attack, are they willing to accept self-assessment from critical infrastructure providers? And little right. fun fact, Rachel Petco, did you know that in February of 2019, Ellen Lord, the undersecretary back then, signed a memo and made all providers of critical infrastructure to any military installation or facility, either or, they had to be 7012 compliant, which means they had to be deploying and they all attested they were compliant to the NIST 171. Mm-hmm. Odd. My first war game I ever did, the first thing I did in the war game was I turned the power off. Really was hard to have a war game with no power. Took them a while to figure that one out. Right? You do a war game, you take away their power, and it's like, we can't do a war game. I'm like, now you're seeing you the problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah, now exactly. you see You just won. There, you just figured that one out. It's the second best thing I did in a war game. I very, and I am not the world's greatest hacker. Let's really be honest. Like I'm, I'm bad, but self-taught. So own it, own it. But I told my guys, I'm like, let's just change the algorithm for diesel and unleaded fuel. Mm-hmm. Just in a small mom and pop shop that we're buying gas from for military vehicles. Mom and pop. Oh, wow. They supply, they own the contract, right. they, they sell the fuel to the military base. Right. And they incidentally don't realize that they've put a tanker full of, of unleaded instead of diesel. It's a mission kill. Yep. Any vehicle you put that into, the engine shot. Those are yep. easy things like the adversary Very can do. Very easy. Yeah. And we're worried about, you know, oh, it's too hard. Well, I don't know when it's going to be too hard. So, Hey, listen, in the link below, you can find buy this book. It's by Henry Ray. It's Learn Chinese in 21 Days. Um, <laughs> a practical guide to making Chinese look easy. You know, put it put it in your comments below. Either you, you either wake up to our world the way it really is and take off your rosy colored glasses and stop whining about it and do something about it. Right. Because... Because otherwise, yeah. you know, and, and that was one of the things in when we did um, Petco. Did you ever read Delivered Uncompromised or Rachel? It's this amazing report that MITRE put out. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And it was put out in 2018. And it said that okay. acquisition, read, the, it's called Delivered Uncompromised by MITRE. And it was sponsored mm-hmm. by um, Information Intelligence and Security in the DOD. And the report okay. was phenomenal, but it, I disagreed with one fundamental part. It said that acquisition had four pillars, cost, schedule, performance, and security. And I argued okay. that cost, schedule, and performance have no value without security. So it can't be a pillar. It has to be the foundation on which all acquisition is built because it doesn't matter if you right. agree to a cost if you deliver at the cost you agree upon, but the adversary has it, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you deliver it on time, if the adversary is meeting you at the same time you're at market because they've stolen it, or the performance that you agreed upon because they got it 
before and they were able to change their program and it now outperforms yours, what does it matter? Right. And I stayed true to that. And, you know, Bob Metzler and I used to fight all the time about that. You know, no, no, no. It's, you know, cost schedule performance and security. It's no. And that's why when we, we created the adaptive acquisition framework, the baseline of all new acquisition programs is cybersecurity. Right. Because that was, we, the, the DOD isn't stupid. I mean, they realize that. It's just when is industry going to have enough pain points that they they realize what they've lost and and how they're that it's going to be hard to get it back, and that's yeah. Katie, is it yeah. is it because we call it security? If we call it safety, or if we call it trust, not not playing on zero trust, but like if you have a contract or contractor. Eventually, they might deliver on cost, schedule, performance. I also have to trust them that they're not going to resell this to someone else. I have to trust them that they're going to use the right people. It, there's a lot of trust there, and that's the baseline you're talking about. Same thing like if you buy a house. It might, you might have got it at the right price. You might, have it, you might be able to get it at the right time, and it has the right number of rooms. But from a safety standpoint, I really hope the water works properly. There's, I'm not going to have a flood in the house. Is it, is just because we use the word security? Is that the problem? We need to start using the word safety Mm. or trust or something to make it's, it's bigger than security is what I'm getting at. When you think about cybersecurity in general, like we always associate it to just the technical, but it's also the people. I don't even think it's like zero trust. I, I, that's a strategy and which cracks me up. Like the basis of electronic warfare, right? This is the other part of it. And this is from a girl who is not trained in warfare. This is somebody who's been married three times. (laughs) This is where I get it from. Once you fill a hole in in electronic warfare, when you find a vulnerability and you fill it, the adversary just goes and finds another one, right? I'm I'm not smart. I just stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. This is really kind of easy stuff, right? (laughs) That it's – so zero trust – the moment you put out the definition of zero trust, which we did, right? So we, because right. we in America, this is the part where I don't want to become like China. I don't want to be secret, not being full disclosure, though. It's like the CMMC and the 171. Okay, so you're, you're saying that the 171 is hard. So I'm just going to start focusing on those controls above this line, right? I would say above MFA. I just start pounding the hell out of you because I know you're not doing them because you're telling me it's too damn hard. Hell, even MFA. And and that's, you know, people like people ask all the time, why are you so hard up on MFA? I'm like, well, because during the pandemic, I watched so many of you use your, your government issued laptops for your children to do homework. Exactly. Wow. You know, the honesty that we're getting from Katie is just so refreshing. It you really is. I mean, it's something that we, you know, we're, we're getting right to the meat of this conversation yes. to the point in this meeting. I can't wait for part three. Part three. Know, right? We're having so much fun. So to, tune in for part three next week. Next week. So until next time. Be safe. That's be secure. Right. Be secure. Thanks for joining us for the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit forcepoint.com slash gov podcast. 
And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. 